exception for illness in the Constitution. They literally had a smallpox epidemic when the founders wrote it. The Kate Daly Show starts now. The, the way we're going to win over the long term is not just militarily. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. After 1989, President Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and we're going to there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it, and we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Kate Daly Show, yeah, scary, right? Made you want to throw up? Yeah, I felt the same way, same reaction. Welcome to the show. Uncle Milty's out today. And of course, Chris Ann Hall joins me right now because it's Thursday. Our constitutional expert and attorney comes every Thursday, and I could not be more grateful. How are you? I am very grateful to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, do we have a lot to talk about, you and me. Okay, so I'm so glad. Yeah, in 2024, it's going to be a year of more of those things, too. This is going to yeah. be a wild and crazy ride. We are living in some amazing, amazing historical times. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 100%. I could not say that more. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's first talk about the border. Um, you had put something up that talked about um, look at uh, governors, get on the ball and just start doing it. Start get together and start doing it. This is getting ridiculous at this point. So yeah. what's your, did you want to say something about that? Yeah, absolutely. The The thing is this, we have to, we have to understand that the, federal government not fulfilling its responsibility Mm -hmm. to uh, secure the borders doesn't leave the state defenseless. As a matter of fact, the Constitution demands that the federal government uh, actually protect the borders from invasion. But if the federal government refuses to acknowledge that we're being invaded, guess what? The Tenth Amendment throws that authority back to the state. And so the states, especially, go. well, every state uh, makes the governor of their state the commander-in-chief of the military of that state, and the governor has an obligation as the commander-in-chief of the state to defend its state from invasion. As a matter of fact, there's a constitutional uh, clause in the Texas Constitution that specifically says the governor is the commander of chief and must protect the state from invasion. So I guess we get to find out if the governors are just going to wench and whine or they're actually going they're worth their salt and actually going to do something. Yeah, I mean, um, Abbott, I don't, I don't think it's Abbott, actually, I think it's Kim Paxton, hmm. uh, has actually, um, I mean, they're kicking the feds out of hmm. Eagle Pass and some of, oh, several of these large border towns. 
Good. What will be the test for Texas is if the Supreme Court or some federal lower court before then uh, tells Texas, sorry, you can't do that. That's a power reserved to the federal government, which, by the way, no power is reserved to the federal government. You'll never find that in the Constitution. Hmm. The Constitution says powers are delegated to the federal government and reserved to the state. Hmm. So um, no power is reserved to the federal government. But if a lower court or the Supreme Court mm-hmm. declares that the that the uh, securing of the border or lack thereof mm-hmm. is reserved to the federal government, it will be up to Paxton and the state of Texas to tell those courts to go fly a kite. Because Amen. in reality, the courts do not outrank the state. Hmm. They simply don't. And James Madison, the father of the Constitution, you know, the dude who wrote it, (laughs) actually wrote in 1800 Mm -hmm. that it was the states who have the ultimate authority Mm -hmm. over the application of the Constitution, even over the Supreme Court. Wow. So we have James Madison specifically saying the courts are beneath the authority of the state. Wow. Wow. Oh, let's just hope. Let's just hope we can finally get something done because both parties um, have worked together to not do something about it. So let's hope. Um, Yes, uh, both parties. Um, Horrifying. Anyway, let's talk about the Chevron. Let's talk about you've got it. You've got to bring this up because I think this is fascinating. Yeah. So in 1984, the Supreme Court held uh, in a case that we, we've referred to in precedent called the Chevron Doctrine, mm-hmm. that the regulatory agencies, the executive agencies, have an authority and a latitude to create their own rules, regulations, and basically fill in any blank <laughs> left by Congress when they wrote certain pieces of legislation. For example, the Clean Air Act. Right. Mm -hmm. Clean Air Water Act. Sure. The Supreme Court did not define what was a waterway as if we need to know what that means. (laughs) So what happened was the Supreme, the the regulatory agency not having a definition from Congress said, okay, the EPA says we'll define that. And they define a waterway, Mm -hmm. a navigable waterway as any body of water that is standing more than 90 days. Which turns out that, guess what? Your puddle in your in your pasture pasture area that sits more than ninety days becomes a navigable waterway under the right. Clean and Water Clean Air and Water Act. Right. Okay? So uh, last year, the Supreme Court really tightened the noose around these regulatory agencies by saying, "Hey, you can't fill in blanks." Well, now we have. A, a bunch of fishermen who are now suing the federal government over their application of um, more regulatory agencies and regulatory rules to excessive fines and punishments, even where these fishermen mm-hmm. have to pay agencies' agents to be on their boats to monitor their fishing practices. Amazing. And the and and the 
agents are requiring these fishermen to pay them more mm-hmm. to regulate their activity than they're actually paying their employees to be on the boat. And so what this will do, uh, we believe the Supreme Court is going to put the nail in the coffin for Chevron. Now, you've got people like uh, Jackson <laughs> Brown. Brown in them mm-hmm. that are freaking out, right? Oh, so yeah. we can't end Chevron. We yeah. can't. This will kill our environment or blah, blah, blah. So, But we also have justices like uh, Thomas and Gates, uh, not Gates, and, um, oh, my gosh, Gorsuch mm-hmm. that have said we're ready for Chevron to die. Wow. Hmm. So okay. we are looking at a an, at an unprecedented time when we could possibly see one of the worst cases ever endorsed by the Supreme Court die. This will drastically and severely take away agency authority and reduce regulatory power uh, in in the greatest way we've seen in decades. Oh, that's amazing because it has nothing to do with representative government. It's completely, they're completely no. on their own. And how apt that it was 1984, by the way. But uh, Yeah, but, I yeah. just thought about that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and that's what Gorsuch said uh, in this opinion they issued uh, last year was, look, you've basically got an agency full of bureaucrats that are, yeah. are taxing without representation, that are regulating without restriction. Doing whatever they want to do. And, um, Whatever they want to do. Yep, and we've been so hurt. bureaucrats. Jeez. So this will be interesting. So you think it will finally die, even though uh, little... Well, I hope so. Okay. In, and, and the sad thing is, is that it will actually, I believe, uh, rest on uh, Mary, uh, Amy Comey Barrett, mm. uh, who, by the way, is a big government precedent-following uh, justice. She's not a conservative. She's not even a religious conservative when it comes to challenging anything that the Boy. court has said. Before you really nailed that one, by the way. You really nailed that one. When she, when everybody was singing her praises, you were like, uh, 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 not so fast. And you were, yeah. you nailed it. You were totally right. Yeah. Well, but I'm not a prophet or a soothsayer. It was just a matter of looking <laughs> at her voting record. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just glad that you came out early and just said, watch it. You know what I mean? She was given a lot yeah. of praise and everybody was singing and dancing and you were like, Mm-mm-mm, not so fast. Also, I just right. wanted to mention this. Uh, there's a law that, that's going to be floated in my state where they're saying, um, look, uh, the, the, the FBI, these federal agencies actually have to go to a county sheriff and uh, with written with written uh, a written ask to be able to do things to the citizenry of that county. What is your position on that? Well, first we have to understand that that's already the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we the reason we know that's already the standard is because all these federal agencies trick our sheriff into right, signing a document that we call a mutual jurisdiction document, which gives the feds permission to come into the county without asking permission from. Mm. the sheriff every single time. Mm-hmm. So the standard is that the sheriff, that they have to constitutionally legally do that. Now they don't because either a, 
the sheriffs don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know that they're supposed to. Or B, they've been lied to and they think that the federal government is the superior government and they have no say. So the law could be good or it could be bad. It, it could, could parcel. Be good if it, yeah, it could be good if it just says in any and all circumstances and a sheriff can't waive this with a mutual jurisdiction agreement. Mm. It could be bad if, like you said, it says Parcels out. they must for A, B, or C, mm-hmm. which means they don't have to for, you know, yeah. E, E, and F. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I I think there's a lot of danger to that because, like you said, it's already a thing. Please go to libertyfirstsociety.com and support Chris Ann Hall, our constitutional expert and attorney. Is she not amazing? She's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris Ann. You're awesome. You. What can Bye-bye. I say? Thank you. All right, be right back. Hey, Daly Show. Hey, Here's some comments from you guys in working with Birch Gold, which I absolutely love. You've heard me talking about them on the air. There's a reason for that. I think there's a crucial time right now in which you have some choices to make, which you can shore up your IRAs and your um, accounts with gold. And it might not cost you a dime, which is awesome. Um, But here's one comment. This was my first time purchasing precious metal products. I did my due diligence and educated myself on how precious metals are priced and sold. I chose Birch Gold because of the very high marks on their business practices. It was the right choice for me to go with Birch. The whole transaction was smooth with no high pressure. Don't you just love that? I love that. Also, establishing my new IRA, filling it with products will provide me security against the waning U.S. dollar. The staff at Birch Gold honed their process of teaching how to inform potential clients of their services to very efficiently opening new accounts and providing expertise and assistance by selecting the appropriate PMs to purchase for their customers. I love that. There's so many great comments from you guys. High marks, definite high marks with Birch Gold. You love them. I'm so glad. By the way, get some help. Just text 989898. Text my name, Kate, and you'll get some free information. Please do that. Just text my name over while you're sitting there. Information is free. That's fantastic for you. Thanks. You. This is the Kate Daly Show. Daly Show, big thank you. Big thank you to Chris Ann Hall. Isn't she great? She's fantastic. And I'm going to take your calls. Milty's out. I have a guest in the next hour talking about his time in the CIA. So we'll get to hear some things about that. And also a couple of things that are very, very important to keep your eyeballs on right now. Um, first off, I just wanted to mention over at uh, Birch Gold, they had they just came out with a new um, article about this, and it was talking about well, the Davos elites use your money to survive economic collapse, and they had some really good strong points in this, um, and so they were talking about the fact that the global economy. Um, will, and this is basically coming from World Bank, right, will slow in 2024 for a third straight year and appears headed for its weakest half decade since the early 1990s. And of course, in their annual forecast and in the long run, slowing growth is a problem for advanced economies and middle income countries alike. Of course it is. We've learned this, right? Please text Birch Gold 989898. 
That's the phone number. Just six digits. And they repeat. How easy is that? 98, 98, 98. Text my name, Kate. Get the free information. Know what to do with your money. Okay? Get it backed by gold. Um, you've got a little window. <laughs> Take advantage. I want to play for you this clip. Okay? Now, when, <laughs> when the head of the WHO, the WHO, that horrible corrupt organization... Is talking and he says the word disease. He says desis, desis, or whatever he. Everybody else, even if they don't know English, can get this word right, but this guy can't. So whenever he says disease or some, whatever he says, it's disease. <laughs> just so you guys know, he's talking about disease X. And I just wanted to uh, have you listen to this clip that's very, very telling. If I may, although. COVID came immediately, mm. uh, we were preparing for COVID-like uh, disease. Disease. <laughs> okay, it's disease. We were, even though COVID came immediately, we were preparing for COVID. Uh, we were preparing for COVID-like ah. uh, disease. Wow, did they have a crystal ball? Hmm. You, you may even call COVID as the first disease X. First, disease X. It's disease X, but whatever. And it may happen again. Really? Um, so, disease X is a placeholder for... Uh, un- for anything they want to conjure up. Uh, unknown. Um, unknown. Disease. Disease. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I just wanted to start by clarifying that because there is already a lot, a lot of attention. Ah, yeah. You got to clarify when you're about to do something extremely corrupt and built on deceit and a total lie. You've got to figure out how to do it, right? Because Dizz's X is coming and Dizz's X is going to be whatever they put their stamp on, whatever they conjure up. And I have a feeling it's just going to be a name. It's just going to be something that they give a name to, just like they did COVID, because it can encompass all 98 symptoms. So you never actually have to prove that it's there. They still have never really given a sample of COVID. And they've often said because they don't know, they can't prove it. They can't actually hand you a sample of COVID. Huh. Dizz's X. One more time. Here we go. In its entirety. If I may, Hmm. although... COVID came immediately, Mm. uh, we were preparing for COVID-like disease. You you may even call COVID as the first disease X. Mm. And it may happen again. Um, So disease X is a placeholder for uh, unknown um, disease. Um, I just wanted to start by clarifying that because there is already a lot. Yeah. Lo- so how can they say that? They know it's coming. Bill Gates told you it was coming because Dizis X, they did that in 2019, just in time for COVID-19. Kind of amazing. So when they did that, okay, they had, to, they, they built it on the virus lie because they're just sure that everybody's going to be contagious and they're just sure you're going to get whatever they're going to sell you next time. They're just sure. How are they so sure? Right? Because they're going to control it, manage it, and manufacture it. That's why. All built on the whole virus lie. All built on the contagion lie. Yep, it's a placeholder for whatever they decide to do to you 
in the in the name of a virus. That's that's the truth. Let's be real. You know I'm going to come right back. And I also have an article that's going to shed light on something that I've been saying on the show that's very controversial. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. <laughs> 